magician Blake Voigt and country music vocal group Chapel Heart. That's Trey Corley and the Music City Connection, and I'm your announcer, Nan Kelly. Thank you, everybody. Great to have you with us. We want to say thanks to Nan Kelly for being with us. She is replacing Keith tonight. He is away having fun, doing something ridiculous, I'm sure. And we don't want to hear about it when he comes back. <laughs> Nan, thank you for coming. We are so happy. You are the pride of Mississippi. Well, I don't know about that, but I'm the pride of my street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and my daddy, I guess. We are yes, thrilled sir. that you could be here, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. It's going to be Thank a you, great Governor. show. Very glad to be here. My parents wish you the best tonight. They love you, sir, and so do we, don't we, everybody? Bless yeah. you. I am confident I would love your parents, without <laughs> a doubt. Hey, we all know the midterm election is one month away, and early voting is already underway in some locations. Now look, I am upfront and candid that I'm personally a Republican and a conservative. That should surprise no one. Uh, I mean, I did run for office several times and I was elected as a Republican. But my party affiliation is secondary. It really is secondary to my biblical convictions. Look, I get asked a lot of times, it's true. But I get asked, how can I support certain Republican candidates who exhibit flawed personal lives or who have personal characteristics or behaviors that are simply not Christian? Well, let's be clear. Politics is not church, okay? The rules and the practices in politics just aren't that pure. And frankly, rules and practices of churches aren't either, I've discovered. If I ever found a perfect church, I wouldn't dare join it. Because the moment it accepted a sinner like me, it would no longer be perfect. There you go. But, you know, here's, here's a simple question. How should a believer vote if neither party or neither candidate is pitch perfect? Well, voting involves your informed decision as to which candidate or party will most closely lead your community, your state, or your nation to policies that you feel truly matter to the moral underpinning of our society. You're often going to end up voting for a person who doesn't live right, but who votes right. But you aren't voting for a person to babysit your children or be their Sunday school teacher. You're voting because you believe they're more likely to act to affirm what you believe is important to preserve our great republic. Look, I'm pro-life. I'm not pro-life because I got into politics. Quite frankly, I got into politics because I'm pro-life. I believe that every human life has God-given worth and value. I don't believe God created any human being to be a throwaway, disposable, expendable, or worthless. The fact that our nation has allowed the immoral slaughter of over 60 million unborn babies in the past 50 years just makes me sad. Sad that we've sunk to such a selfish, sadistic, and sick standard that says that it's okay to kill a baby. 
if that baby is inconvenient, possibly flawed, or who might represent a financial burden. I simply just won't vote for someone who thinks it's okay to kill babies. Just me. Now, while, while I prefer that candidates I support believe that the people who earn a paycheck are better able to spend it than the government is, quite frankly, there's more to my vote than my personal financial situation. I care a whole lot more about a system that dispenses justice evenly, equally, and without regard to one's religion, race, gender, ethnicity, socioeconomic standing, or political leanings. Right is right, and wrong is wrong. Simple as that. In this country, everyone should be treated the same. And frankly, that matters to me a whole lot more than my own tax rate. I vote for those who believe that one of the few purposes of government is to provide for public safety so that criminals are punished for jeopardizing the security of our homes, businesses, or streets. As Larry Norris, the prison director during my tenure as Arkansas governor often said, we lock up a lot of people that we're mad at rather than the ones that we're afraid of. Now, not everyone who violates the law needs prison. Some, quite frankly, are better off in community service or in rehab. But some, they need to be taken off the streets and locked up. And we need to be afraid of them. There's some pretty bad people out there. And we don't just pat them on the back and turn them back loose to beat up somebody else or kill them. You see, I vote for people who respect the Constitution and its promise of religious freedom. I'm not going to support a candidate who will shut down a church, but will keep open a casino, a strip club, or a Walmart. I just won't do it. I will vote for people who protect free speech and not those who send a SWAT team of armed agents to someone's door because of their political views. I will vote for people who respect the property rights of its citizens and their constitutional right to protect themselves, their families, and their homes from invaders or criminals. I will vote for people who believe that mothers and fathers just raise better kids than governments ever will. And I will, I will never vote for a candidate who tells a parent to stay out of how his or her child is being educated or who thinks the government can empower a child to surgically mutilate his or her body or irreparably damage their bodies by giving them high-powered chemicals without a parent's informed consent. I just won't do it. And to be clear... I won't tell you who to vote for. But if you really are a Christian, I shouldn't need to. I mean, you're going to vote for imperfect people with imperfect ideas. But you won't vote for someone who thinks if you stand for life and personal liberty, you are a threat to democracy. You see, it really is that simple. Well, this week we lost one of the most extraordinary members of the entertainment world, Miss Loretta Lynn, yeah. who at the age of 90 finally went and started playing with all those folks that went before. 90 years old, and for the past almost, oh gee, 70 years, 
This lady has entertained us and has given us some of the most amazing and creative songs ever. She was a lovely human being. To ever be around her was to be around somebody who was just so authentic that you absolutely could not but love her and adore just the sincerity of her life. She wrote songs and she sang songs about the lives people really lived. Quite frankly, about the life she really lived. And it was a wonderful life. And we miss her and always will. But I want to mention the fact that on many, many occasions, Loretta Lynn stood on this very stage where we do this show, and often with another legend of music, Conway Twitty. They teamed up for so many of the great hits of the 60s and 70s, and they performed them right here on our stage. We feel a special connection because of her connection to this facility here in Hendersonville. Trey and the band are going to play a tribute to Loretta Lynn. As we go to break, you do not want to miss our next segment, but you don't want to miss this musical memory of Loretta Lynn and her wonderful music. states, Tennessee was recently ranked number one in election security by the Heritage Foundation. Tennessee's Secretary of State, Trey Hargett, uh, he's been working around the clock to make that happen ahead of the midterms. And Secretary of State, Mac Warner of West Virginia says that security starts with having the right laws in place and then actually enforcing them. What a novel idea. Well, we're happy to have them with us tonight. Please welcome back to the show, Mac Warner. And for the first time, Trey Hargett. Give him a big hand. Thank you for being with us. Trey, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I think it's a pretty big deal to be named the number one state in ballot security by the Heritage Foundation. What have you done that you feel like other states could learn? Well, Governor, thank you. And it is an honor to be number one. I know Mac is dipping our heels. So. <laughs> uh, but you know, sometimes it's not what you do, it's what you don't do. So some of the things we do, we have a great photo ID law that's withstood judicial scrutiny. We watermark our paper ballots and we do signature verification. We don't let dead people vote in Tennessee. Really? Yeah, we, you know, we do, we do. I'd never have a shot at winning if I didn't have some dead people voting you know, for me. Anybody think it's an episode of Walking Dead on Election Day, that's not true. <laughs> but the things we don't do, we don't allow drop boxes. Yeah. You know, you're responsible for your own ballot. You know, so we don't allow ballot trafficking, ballot harvesting for people to gather those up and turn them all in at once. And we don't allow election administration funding to be paid for by outside sources. So it's just a few of the things we've done. But Mac hit on it. Mac has hit on it before. I've heard him say this. It's not just about the laws. It's about enforcing those laws. Yeah. And what we saw during the last elections, a lot of states went out there and they colored outside the lines and did what the legislature, those laws did not pass legislature. And that's how they did those things. So I think it's very important that 
you know, what you've just described are things that sound pretty reasonable and common sense. But I don't remember people making a big uh, stink about the laws of Tennessee. So it must not have erupted with a lot of controversy. Well, don't get me wrong. We used to get, we got phone calls during the 2020 election where people would say, well, if you don't do this, we're going to sue you. Yeah. If you don't do this, we're going to sue you. And I said, well, I've got great lawyers. Go ahead and sue me. <laughs> yeah. The difference is, in, in, <laughs> some, in, in some states, they found willing accomplices, the secretaries of state, attorney generals, sometimes governors, and, and they would go ahead and somebody threatened to sue, and they'd say, oh, you got me. Whatever I have to do to keep from suing me. And they'd enter two consent decrees or memorandums of understanding, whatever they needed to do. And in Tennessee, we pushed back. Mac, you have focused a lot on cybersecurity, making sure that the electronic transfer of information was proper. Should we be worried about that? I can tell you, not just in West Virginia, but across the United States, we've done so much to improve the cybersecurity component. So in the 2016 election, we were caught by surprise with some of the Russian hacking. We've cured some of those. So we now are meeting regularly with CISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, uh, they've got somebody ahead of that, a West Point graduate, NSA experience, that sort of thing. And they've put Kim Wyman, a, a cohort of ours, who is the Secretary of State in uh, Washington, in charge of the elections component of this. And so now we're communicating up and down the chain. So when something happens, they let us know ahead of time. We have secret clearances. Many of us have, are working on our top secret security clearances. And then when we something, see something from the bottom, an attempt at hacking, we report that up. So we've cleared up the, we've got the people in place, we've got the policies in place, and the people of the United States of America can be assured that we're on top of this situation. We hear so much, and Trey, I want you to respond to this. People who say, I don't even know if I'm gonna vote. After all, I don't know if it matters, if my vote even counts, or if they're gonna properly register it. So how do you respond to that person who has lost faith in the system? Well, number one, I talk, I talk about how you could have confidence in Tennessee. Your votes can be kind of once, no more, no less. And I talk about several of the things we've discussed this evening and even more about why their vote matters and how it's counted accurately. But we also tell people they need to get their information from trusted sources. They get it from state local election officials. You know, we got people who research their next purchase of a, a mobile phone more than they do the candidates they're going to vote for. And so yeah. we tell people, don't get your information from someone who has a kitten for a profile pic and 79 followers. Yeah. And, and we see this all the time where you know, somebody will post something, it goes viral, and we wind up having to stuff out the fire. So constantly we're putting out messages about how people can trust in the elections, the things we do to protect their vote, and to make sure their vote is not being canceled out by someone who's voting ineligibly. Uh, Mac, you're a Republican, as is Trey. So, you know, do people worry that you're going to put your thumb on the scale, try to tip it for your own, your own side? No, once we step on the Capitol grounds, the politics goes away. And that's the way it ought to be. It ought to be that you, you win fairly, you lose fairly, but you play the game fair and square, keep it between the, uh, the lines, and, and do it like it's supposed to be done. Um, if I, can I add yeah, to that? Please Governor? do. Yeah. You know, we're the referees. Yeah. And, and if the game goes well and people believe it was called fairly, afterwards, the referees aren't in the newspaper. Is how true. I look at that. That's true. You know, so the last thing I want the next day is to see my name at the top of the fold. We want to make sure <laughs> yeah. that people have confidence in our elections. And regardless of Democrat, Republican, Independent, whatever you are, that people can have confidence that the vote was kind of once, no more, no less, and their person won or lost fair and square. Uh, will this election in 2022 be less controversial in its application and process than it was in 2020? Good question. Like, let me tell you, hope is on the way. And so Trey explained it's important to have the laws in place. It's more important to have the people in place 
that will enforce those laws. But then when a dispute does arise, when somebody uses COVID or some other excuse to change those laws, who gets to decide? And so the hope is on the way with a Supreme Court case, Moore v. Harper, that's coming out of North Carolina. And what we hope that this court is going to do is validate the independent state legislature uh, doctrine. And what that means, let me give you real quick. Article one of the Constitution deals with Congress. Article two is the president. Article three is the the courts. And Article two, the Constitution gives the president the commander-in-chief assignment. So if he sends troops into battle, you don't want somebody suing him and saying, no, you're sending the wrong number or the wrong place and so forth. Why don't we do that with Article one? The the Constitution, Article one, Section four says the time, manner, and place of elections shall be left to the state legislature, not state attorney general, Mm -hmm. not secretary of state. It, so, it sounds like if we just followed the law we had, we'd probably be pretty good shape. So we're back to that. It's important to have the officials who will enforce the law, and the state legislature is the ones that should dis- uh, that, that should decide any dispute on election integrity. So the state legislature gets to decide, not these people that decide we're going to accept ballots three days after the election or without signatures or in drop boxes that aren't legal. So that's where we need to go. And I think that's going to be decided before the 24 election anyway. Well, I sure hope so. Trey, I got a final question. I'm going to pose it to you. You mentioned a moment ago uh, photo ID. I, I mean, 80% of the people, Democrat and Republican, think that's a good idea. Some people say, oh, no, that's, a, that's an insult. Why would it be an insult to have a photo ID? And why is it important that we do have it? Well, it's funny. I think now the other side of the aisle has come to realize how popular that is. You don't hear them talking about it that much anymore because they realize <laughs> it's no longer a Republican or Democrat issue. Yeah. It's a voter integrity issue. Well, let's hope that there is absolute uh, integrity in the election process across the board in November of this year. We needed to restore confidence in our Absolutely. system. And guys like you are doing the job to make sure that we can do that. Thank you, Governor. Thank you both. And congratulations for what you're doing in your states. Now, we should tell the people in Tennessee, if you're not registered to vote, the registration deadline for these midterms is Tuesday, this week. And eligible voters can easily sign up online. In West Virginia, deadline is the 18th. Same deal. Sign up online or in person at a local election office or by mail. And we're going to have the links for you for all of this information at Huckabee.tv. Our wonderful guest announcer, Nan Kelly. Well, she knows a lot about what's coming up in the show. I have a feeling if we ask her, she will tell us all about it right now. It's a heart-to-heart night with hilarious syndicated columnist Ron Hart and later the music of Chapel Hart, all tonight on Huckabee. I don't know about you, but one of the things that I enjoy most about this show, I get to hear some phenomenal music by Trey Corley and the Music City Connection, and they're burning down the house tonight. Ron Hart is a syndicated columnist, a political commentator, and he's a good friend of our show. He says in the lead up to the midterms, now just weeks away, 
that if he were dealt the poker hand of sloppy Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, AOC, and the rest of the Democrats, he would fold. Things are looking pretty damn far. Then please welcome back to the show a repeat guest for a reason, Ron Hart. Ron, welcome back. Now, I understand that one of the reasons that you were in town this weekend is not just for the show. I'd like to think that was the only reason that you'd be in Asheville, but it's also about the Vanderbilt football homecoming game. Yeah, I was going to go. Uh, I had two tickets. I put them on my dashboard. Someone broke in my car and put four more tickets in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you play for a band, though, you can recognize a homecoming float. I'm just telling you. How do you recognize a homecoming float? Because yeah, you play everybody's homecoming. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I see what Vanderbilt, you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Because they're when terrible. Vanderbilt goes to play away. Terrible football, yeah. Yeah, they're not known for their football team, but they always beat at least one team in the SEC that nobody thought they would beat. Yes. Like they, one game of the year, they always. pulled it off. Yeah, yeah. So Quiz maybe we'll, we'll watch bowl. to see who it's going to be, as long as they didn't erase their back. Conjugating verbs while the other team is like <laughs> trying to play. All right, this week has been a pretty bad week for President Biden. His uh, poll numbers have fallen again back into low territory. Midterms coming up real quick. Yeah. What's happening? Well, he's very patriotic. He, he recently paid a uh, visit to the tomb of the unknown voter. <laughs> so, uh, he's going to... He's going uh, <laughs> to... So um, Stacey Abrams went with him, a handful of other people. So, yeah, I don't know if they're going to win or not. I mean, it doesn't look good for him at all. I mean... He's kind of sad. He, he, he messed up again today, and, and it was, he, he couldn't be a greeter at Walmart because I'm afraid he would say, you know, welcome to Dollar Tree. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something, there's got to be something out there for him at some point. But it, the poll numbers do not look good, and Kamala's no better. I mean, she was at the DMZ the other day. She thought she was on TMZ. <laughs> so she totally confused <laughs> on that situation. So the, the bench is not very deep, I guess, is what I'm saying. You know, when I listen to her, and I, I'm realizing, Ron, somebody wrote those speeches for her. Yes. And I wonder, we're paying for that as taxpayers, for her to have a speechwriter. Yeah. And you think, uh, somebody's just not getting their money's worth over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a taxpayer dollar. But with Joe Biden, you're just kinda, you kind of wish you'd just flip the teleprompter around and let you read it. You know, it's, it's, it's just easier on everybody. So, and, and this, you're right. The sad part of this is a lot of this is thought out. This is not off yeah. the cuff mistakes where you're staring at, you know, North Korea, you think it's way off, it's 50 yards away. It's, it's kind of scary, you know. So, but that, that, that's their vision for America. Well, today, President Biden was talking about, uh, and, and I think he made some comment about there are two words. <laughs> How'd that go? I, he said there's two words. What did he say? Uh, not on my watch. What he it, it's like jobs, jobs, jobs. He said there's there's three three letters that matter, jobs. <laughs> something like that a while back. So. <laughs> I forgot what he said today. He said something like that today. It, it was like uh, the two most important words we're going to implement, made in America. That's right. <laughs> Joe, I believe yeah. that's three. I believe yeah. that's uh, exceeded yeah. the two. He's a real thinker, this, this Biden guy. <laughs> I think there's a future for him. You know, he's, he's, he's uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of frightening that you let someone have the nuclear codes who, you know, he went to the G8 summit. So you got the G8 summit, they're talking about the giving F, F-15s to Ukraine and they're talking about the G8 summit and he, he yells bingo. <laughs> <laughs> he, gets, he gets a little spun around at some point. Well, 
There's been a big controversy. Governors of Texas and Florida, uh, Greg Abbott, Ron DeSantis, have sent illegals to Martha's, uh, well, to the North. Ron DeSantis, like some people like, you know. Yeah, I like DeSantis. They're sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. Ron sure. DeSantis sent 50, all of 50, not a big number, yeah. to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, they got those. <laughs> I'll tell you what, no one's gotten off that island any quicker than Martha's Vineyard since Ted Kennedy's secretary. I mean. <laughs> Too soon? Too soon, yes. <laughs> 40 years? Yeah. Uh, very, very 50 years, 50 right? 50 years, I'm sorry. So 50. I won't wait oh, another my. decade for that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, their soccer team improved tenfold. They were 50 there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, I, I love that move by DeSantis. That was beautiful. It, it, and, they, and they're all, like, they're clutching their pearls. You send them 50 immigrants? <laughs> yeah. Be Corpus Christi, you know? Be, yeah. be Florida. And the reason the Democrats do this, don't, don't kid yourself, they want it to go to Texas, Georgia, and Florida, which are purple states, right? Right. So they want to turn purple states. They already got Massachusetts. They're right. They already got New York. They already got Chicago. They want to send these immigrants to purple states to turn them. And they don't want to deal with 50 immigrants. They just can't stand it. Hey, you've uh, had a big moment in your life recently. Grandchild number five. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. How's that going? Well... We don't know the gender yet. We're going to wait till the first grade teacher tells us. <laughs> so stay tuned on that one. <laughs> you got to wait five or six years yeah. before we will yeah. know. Yeah. All right, Ron, you're going to hang around with us. Our audience can read a whole lot more about Ron Hart online, and we're going to get you linked up with him at Huckabee.tv. Right now, our illustrious, I love the word, illustrious guest announcer, Dan Kelly, will tell us what other great things we've got to look forward to in tonight's show. Nan? Don't you dare move, everyone. Up next, in case you missed it, and later, the mind-boggling magic of Blake Boyd on Huckabee. Now, I don't have to tell you that there has been some real tragedy going on all over the United States, especially in places like Florida that's hit so hard by the hurricane. But in Kentucky, uh, floods that happened in July are still creating huge problems. And Samaritan's Purse is not only in Florida, and they've been there since as soon as the hurricane hit, but in Kentucky, they're still there, and they will be for a long time. Samaritan's Purse, they don't just stay for the photos. They stay until the jobs are done. One of the reasons I know that is because my own wife is deployed in Kentucky right now. She sent me some photos of uh, her team that's working in Kentucky helping these floods. And there's an extraordinary crew of volunteers with Samaritan's Purse who are helping the people dig out from their homes that were devastated and now are filled with mud and debris and basically have been destroyed from the inside. So does it make any difference? Because, you know, every week I tell you, Give to Samaritan's Purse. Does it help? Are you, are you really making a difference? Well, the homeowner, the one of the homeowners my wife is working with this week, we asked her to just talk about it. Here's what she had to say. All I can say is, God sent you. I don't even know what all. 
his plan. I thought there was no hope. But God has a different plan. And because of you, we'll see what that is. I just hope people will remember their gifts to Samaritan's Purse through the website SamaritansPurse.org really do make a difference. Well, from dancing pigs to bell-ringing bears, we've got the news that proves that the world is a zoo on In Case You Missed It. Well, congratulations to Giuseppe Paterno, who just became Italy's oldest college graduate and for the second time. Two years ago, he got a degree in history and philosophy at the age of 96. And now he's out of the master's degree at the age of 98. By the way, he got top marks too. Although, let's be fair, history class is a whole lot easier when you've lived through most of it, okay? He can move out of his parents' basement now. Which yeah. Is kind of nice. <laughs> but he did, most college students, they do tend to get a tattoo, you know, at yeah. graduation. His was, do not resuscitate. Smart <laughs> <laughs> on his part. It's a good one. Yeah. Now, as a boy, Giuseppe loved studying, but he was too poor to go to college, so he became a railway worker. He's been working on the railroad all the live long century. <laughs> and now he's making up for lost time. Next, he plans to write a novel on his old manual typewriter. Or having a double master's in history and philosophy, it also qualifies him to become Italy's oldest Starbucks employee. <laughs> Too bad the guy's not an American. I mean, he could become president or something, you know, at that age. Okay, they turned on me. <laughs> well, speaking of great accomplishments, Bob Salem of Colorado just became the first man in this century and only the fourth ever to push a peanut to the top of Pike's Peak with his nose. Why? Because it was there. He actually needed a special device to protect his nose because it took him seven days. He did break the previous record of eight days. He also broke the record for the squirreliest thing that ever has been done with a peanut. And by the way, that includes squirrels. This is something new for us. I mean, usually when I have a story that involves nuts and a lot of pointless effort, we're talking about Congress. So Next. Next, we head to Belgium where scientists are investigating a claim by a farmer that his pigs react to music. Piet Piesmans has a playlist for his pigs. Hey, try saying that five times real fast, okay? Now, he says his pigs don't like rock, especially not meatloaf. Huh. But lullabies put them to sleep, and when he wants them to get a little exercise, he says dance music makes them wag their tails and dance and frolic around. But these guys are real hams, yeah. <laughs> they do have musical chops, yep. And they're doing the bacon boogie every day out there. By the way, scientists are now studying them to see if playing music to pigs improves the meat. Like, do baby back ribs taste better if the pigs dance to Baby Got Back. I don't know. You really just brought Baby Got I, Back on this show. There you go. Hey, give that study a government grant. Why not? There's been dumber <laughs> things done. Hey, and you've heard the phrase, keep it between the lines? That's not easy in Hollister, California. KSBW-TV reports that new lane lines were supposed to be painted on a city road. You know, straight yellow lines down the middle. 
and white lines on the shoulders. But somehow, here is what they got. That right there. Now, the mayor called the zigzag lane lines the strangest thing he'd ever seen and said it was the result of contractors misreading the instructions. <laughs> Although the lines were so crooked, people assumed that the government was being responsible with this. Of course, this is what happens when you legalize marijuana <laughs> recreationally. Wow. The contractor... The contractor agreed to fix it at no charge, you think? But until then, drivers were urged just to stay to the right. But hey, this is California, so they kept veering to the left no matter what. It's a problem in Hollywood, I would think. You put white lines down in front of Hollywood, they're gonna be, they're gonna be sniffing. <laughs> <laughs> but. The good news is, Gov, there's the, good, the young kids in Hollywood, the millennials, they yeah. don't do the cocaine anymore because the mirror obscures their picture. They don't want to okay, see themselves <laughs> in the mirror. So that's, that's a good trend for the That's America. too painful, true, yeah. to be funny. Yes. But it was funny. It wasn't that funny. Well, finally, our video of the week, Wendy Watson of Greenville County, South Carolina, was awakened at 3.30 in the morning by someone pressing her doorbell. She checked the security video, and this is what she saw right here. It was a bear ringing her doorbell. Now, you wonder if bears learn how to ring doorbells? That's going to make Halloween trick-or-treating really scary. Now, Wendy knows that bear. It's been around before, and I'm pretty sure it will come back and ring her doorbell again because it's clearly a Jehovah's Witness, oh, without a doubt. That is So what I'm talking about, when a bear attacks you, you're supposed to lay down like you're dead, mm -hmm. which is great preparation for what's getting ready to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably all that you can bear. So we're going to pause there. But until next time, always remember that we read the news. Prepare to be amazed when Master Magician Blake Boyd appears next on Huckabee. Welcome back. Hey, Blake Void has appeared on such hit shows as America's Got Talent and Penn and Teller Fool Us. He's not only one of the world's best sleight of hand magicians, he also creates new illusions for stars like David Copperfield and David Blaine and major movies like one, I absolutely love this movie called Now You See Me. If you have not seen that, it's just great. Please welcome the astounding Blake Voigt right here. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Dazzle me. Come on. Right, Show ready, me what you got. Ready for some magic. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to need some more help than just you for this. Okay. okay? So would Nan and Trey mind uh -huh. joining me? Can we give Nan and Trey a round of applause? Yeah. Trey, nice to meet you, man. Nan, hey, how are you, sir? Hello, sir. Okay, so now we've got everybody. And first right. things first, we didn't set any of this up, right? We did not. Nobody did. knows anything nope. except you were told you were going to help with a trick. Yes. That's it. Yes. Okay. So now that we got that out of the way, I need the three of you to make a few decisions 
And I've made some predictions, so okay. hopefully I've predicted your decisions before you've even made them. All right. Oh. Pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. okay. So first things first, there's three of you, and yeah. there's three stools on stage. Okay. So what I want each of you to do is have a little team meeting right here, have a huddle amongst the three of you, there okay. we go. and decide okay. which stool you are going to sit on. Okay? Oh. So you can... Tell each other where you want to sit. Well, ladies always do uh, first. I'm hearing some you talking. Go okay. <laughs> you go first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Usually one okay. person takes the okay. lead. First. Sounds like Trey's right. telling okay. everybody where to stand. You're the right. Okay. You're okay. the right. All right, good. You're going to stand right in front of the oh, stool, Oh, in front actually. of it, stool. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Excellent. So there, that was the first question. Trey's yeah. suspicious. <laughs> They've done a lot of bad things to me on this show. Okay, all right. No, no, no. And we'll do more. That was the easy part. Yeah. Great. So now what I want each of you to do is very carefully just have a seat on your stool. Go for it. Okay. Yep. It's real? Yes, sir. Okay. Course. That's can, not the trick. <laughs> I can see that going south. Okay, all right. I've been, I, don't, I don't know if this is going to work. Okay. <laughs> We're going to try. Now, the next thing, that was the easy part. The next thing is I want each of you to think of a color. Okay, now, if I were to ask you to just think of a random color, you might think of a color you're wearing or your favorite color. So what I did was I went to Sherwin-Williams, and I bought one of those paint sample decks, <laughs> and I cut up 100 of the funniest-sounding colors. Oh. So we've got, like, that's red, but it's called heartthrob. And we've got impatient pink, quilt gold. See, that looks like purple, but it's called... Wisteria. Wisteria. <laughs> Very cool, right? So I get to it. So I'm going to go down the row, and okay. I want each of you to pick one color out so it's random. Okay. Okay. But I don't want you to look for your favorite color, so just look away, reach in, and grab one color, and don't let me see it, but you can read it. Does okay. That make okay. Sense? Yeah. Okay. Everybody ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Governor, I'll have you reach in first. Make sure you only have one. They're a little sticky. Make sure you have one. You got it? Got don't it. let me see it. Okay. Trey, you reach in. Just make sure you grab one. One color, one color. Once you have it, don't let me see it. You got one? Mm -hmm. Okay, and Nan, okay. last but not least, reach right. in, grab one. Got it. Don't let me see it. You okay. got one? I got one. Okay, now you can each read it. We're done with the colors. Ah. Excellent. So everybody has a color, uh -huh. and everybody's made a few decisions now. Right. So first things first, Nan, yes. what is the name of the color you selected? I tell you. You can tell me. Okay. Yep. Grasshopper. Grasshopper. So I'm guessing, is that a green? Yes. Will you show everybody the, yes. the picture there? Okay, so it's grasshopper green, right? Very random, very specific. Now, what I didn't tell all of you was whenever I went to Sherwin-Williams, I didn't just buy that fan deck. I bought some cans of paint, and I painted some stools. Oh, man. Yes. Would you please stand up for yes. me and stand right over here? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, and drum roll, please. We're going for grasshopper. Ladies and gentlemen, grasshopper Okay, Nan, you can stand right here behind your stool. Wow. Excellent. All right, Trey. Oh, that's impressive. Okay. What color did you select, sir? Outgoing orange. <laughs> Outgoing orange. Not orange. Outgoing. Outgoing orange. That's what they call the University of Texas Longhorns. Outgoing. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh. It's true, but. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Back to the trick. Trey. <laughs> Outgoing orange, Outgoing though. Please orange. show the camera so we can see. Ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, please. I did Okay. Governor. Yes. I bet you have no idea where this trick is going. <laughs> I really don't. Okay, would you please tell everybody what color did you select? I picked the boringest color in there. It's called premium clear coat. What? Seriously? <laughs> I'm serious. It's this. <laughs> I, I messed up. I'm hold on. <laughs> Do we have the color? Can we cut this out? This is we can edit. This isn't live, right? <laughs> <laughs>
That's what it is. Yep, good job, Governor. Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was pretty weird, too. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. like no that's, color at all. That's not supposed to be in there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> two out of three is pretty good. That's though. pretty yeah. good. Hey, that's better than either one of us would have died. There you go. What, uh, <laughs> what color would you say premium clear coat even is? Well, it looks white. It's nothing. White it's clear, just white. Clear. Like a, a see-through? Yeah. Would you guys be impressed with premium see-through? clear coat. Yes. Because that's, I mean, it's just like okay. nothing. clear. We're going to go for clear. Clear coat. All right, drum roll, please, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, that was pretty clear to me. What? That was clear. I was sitting on that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I could have broken my neck on that. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty awesome. Wow. I, I, you know, who would have known? If you want to see more of the incredible magic of Blake Voigt, and of course you do, visit Huckabee.tv. Nan, you're on the stage. You even have a stool still left. But what can you pull out of your hat to top this show off right? Get ready for the award-winning country harmony trio, Chapel Heart, coming up next on Huckabee. My next guests are one of the fastest rising groups in all of country music. Their fantastic three-part harmonies have won them fans and awards all over the world, including, get this, CMT's Next Women of Country and International Group of the Year. I want you to welcome, for the first time on Huckabee, Chapel Hart. I think you guys already have some fans out here, and let me tell you something. After they hear y'all sing, you're going to have a lot of fans out yeah. here. It is so exciting. You just recently did the Grand Ole Opry and got three standing oh ovations. Oh, my gosh, yes. I tell people, if you look, y'all, if your intention is to get me turned up, you all you got to do is mention the Grand Ole Opry, and I'll just go like, ah! I mean, how, so, is it, first of all, it's just so cool to be invited to be on that stage. Yes, right. Really You're going to be back on it again. Yes. But three standing ovations. Oh my gosh, people! You, you know, everybody said that the thing you want to wait for is the Grand Ole Opry standing ovation, like a singular standing ovation. Yeah. And I didn't realize that after every single song, they stood up, yeah. they were running in the aisles and dancing. I said, I don't think you're supposed to do that. They the don't Opry. do that for everybody. <laughs> right? But it was a Mississippi and Louisiana in there to support us. So, <laughs> like, they're not going to behave. So, I don't know if Tennessee was really ready for it, but... Uh. But, you know, obviously, the world is ready for you guys because oh. people have fallen in love with your music. Two of you are sisters, the two of you, mm -hmm. and you're the cousin. I'm their favorite cousin. Their favorite or, cousin. Yes. Well, you <laughs> should be because you're helping them to make this great music. But, you know, I'm, I'm having to think that you must be living the most exciting days of your lives right now. Oh my gosh, we really are. And we just feel so blessed and honored for all the opportunities that we've been given 
and the ones that are still coming in, like being here tonight. Yeah. So it's it has literally just been a whirlwind. You got a brand new album out called The Girls Are Back in Town, yes. current yes. album. Uh, it has already reached the top of the digital sales chart for several weeks this fall. Oh my God. I mean, yes. You're on fire. That is, it's unbelievable. So how did you start singing? I mean, two sisters, a cousin, what was it, Ooh. family Thanksgiving dinner? Hey, well, singer, you don't get to eat. Is that I, the way it works? Well, kind of, well, oh, kind of sort of. Our grandmother had 17 kids and there's 108 oh. grandkids. Yeah. And so. Whoa, 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 give me that again, 17 kids. Oh, yeah. 17 kids, Children. no twins, all single births. 100 and 108 cousins and so only one set of twins out of the 108 nobody right. wanted to cook so for you literally guys it was like sing or get on out of here yeah and, and we have a total of five generations so it's just yeah. always a lot of people at our family and it's, and it's crazy i always say i feel like we grew up in a musical because like our grandfather was a minister their dad's a minister <laughs> half of our uncles are yeah and it didn't matter what it was, birthdays, you know, divorce parties, somebody's born, somebody died. <laughs> somebody's breaking out a piano at some point, and there's going to be music. And so, like, every event in life, there was always singing. We all came together. And so, like, naturally, or maybe yeah. not naturally, it kind of... <laughs> it sounds pretty natural that it just happened. But, you know, a lot of families, you know, they do singing at events, but they don't have the rocket stardom that you guys had. You got the golden buzzer on America's Got Talent. I mean, that's something that doesn't happen to very many people. And Danica, we got you all choked up, don't we, right, darling? Right, right. Don't, don't cry. cry. Don't okay. cry. <laughs> America seen Before you guys sing, we're going to hose you down, get some water in you, make you feel better. I just want you to know how excited we are to have you. Uh, look forward to having you back. You got a promise. I know you're getting bigger than you can ever dream. But you got to come back to the Huckabee Show and be with us. Well, if we are headlining stadiums, we will come back here because you got to play bass with us. That is yes. a deal. I'm, I'm all on it. I don't get to do it tonight, but I will we'll soon. Go back to our regularly scheduled program, but we got to play. All right. Well, man, while all of these wonderful ladies get ready to play, I want you to tell the viewers how they can get the great music of Chapel Heart. Head over to Huckabee.tv to find their new album and everything else Chapel Heart. You can also watch an exclusive performance of You Can Have Him, Jolene. Now, performing American Pride with Trey Corley and the Music City Connection, here's Chapel Heart. I grew up in America at a time it wasn't so bad. We were raised out in Steve Holler, did the best with what we had. We Loving neighbors, land, and freedom We take the back roads to the bottom Where everybody'd gather round Grandma, she would feed us Then Grandpa would kick us out We played outside And that's where we came alive And that's what built me
different, I suppose. When them Friday night lights shine bright, and them boys put on a show, we all come together. Racing color pushed aside. Some say it's just a ball game. Oh, but I say American pride. American Bar.